to the Waking Up From Work podcast. My name is Dave Swillam. Let's get ready to hustle. Welcome back to the Waking Up From Work podcast. You're listening to episode 157 of the show today. This is your host, Dave Swillam. This is where we get to work, making work a passion, living life full-time. All that means is that I'm sitting here interviewing artists, entrepreneurs, and creatives, doing the things that they want to do instead of the things that sometimes we feel like we have to do or we're told to do. And we're doing that so that you can talk about what you're doing out there or maybe start it out on that. So. For people who haven't heard back, because now this podcast is like getting old and I'm getting old. This is now 157. We had Jay on on episode, I just listened to it. I think it's like 67 or 66. It was July of 2020, which obviously was an interesting time for all of us anyway. But then even that, I think I was saying to Jay that it's like, it's been a year and a half and that amount of time in my life, and I know Jay's life is like literally an eternity of shit that happens in time right now. It's absolutely insane. So I'm happy to have back on Jay Moss, who is, if you didn't listen to that episode, he is a killer recording engineer and producer out of Massachusetts, also was the guitarist and is for Defeater and co founder, I believe. I totally don't remember this co founder of Monster. Yeah. Okay, cool. I just didn't want to, I didn't want to take credit away from anyone out there and, or, or give over too much or something. So nope. co-founder of Monster AI mastering platform online, which I use and totally kicks ass. Jay, welcome back on the show again, my man. Thanks. Interested to share some of the things that you've been up to in that time. Yeah. So I think since we last spoke, you know, I think there was this thing that happened where there's like this pandemic and um, <laughs> like, so obviously I wasn't having as many artists come track because as you can imagine, maybe the first thing that you don't do in a pandemic is have in a small enclosed space, a bunch of strangers come in and spend an extended amount of time together and spit on each other's minds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so for that reason, I had a lot of time to dedicate to this project that I started with Joe Tagliferro, a brilliant coder engineer. I'm an audio engineer. He's a keyboard engineer. and we started this project, this, this Mastering AI project, and yeah, we've been working like super hard on it. And it's now, I would say, at like it's it's like mature stage, right? Like last time we talked, like the engine was done, everything was sounding good, but then we had to build like everything that goes around it, right? Like we had to build like how does this look on mobile? Like what's the commenting system like? Like I've, I've learned so much about the little just like pain in the ass nuances of software development since we last talked. It's been crazy, but it's really been like, that's the daily struggle is like just banging our heads against just making sure that this can be the best possible user experience for everyone. And yeah, we're really proud of where we landed. Last January, a couple of months ago, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, we launched like what we've been working on basically since we last talked. And that's new UI and all those features and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Then the new UI is like the first thing that you'll notice. That's obviously it'll be the most glaringly apparent but then there's just a million like under the hood tweaks all of that stuff where we took what we felt like was already like well in our opinion the best sounding like mastering ai ever and then just leveled it up even more so now we're just at this place with the product where it's like totally go time we're stoked yeah yeah also for people listening who are engineers i concur and i use it a good bit so it does sound better than all the stuff all the stuff on the market i feel like it's not necessarily their fault but it's like they came in from like they came in like they already had other like services or something and they're like hey here's another thing that i can offer and i think that that's how they started trying to formulate some type of way to provide instant mastering in some capacity whereas you obviously approached it from your background as a mastering and recording engineer and you're like i want to make this thing as a thing first for these people specifically and i feel like that comes through a lot when i'm using it at least oh thanks man so we agree with you we we feel that way too we've you know, obviously done our homework with the competition and stuff. And we have found, it's nice to hear you say that because we've sort of found that some of the alternative products out there are, you know, 
acquire this, acquire that, kind of glue it together, and then just make the color scheme similar. And it's a product. Yeah, yeah. We've taken, I don't know if it's like sort of like coming from a punk background or whatever, but we've taken like the alternate approach of literally just being like, we're building this like every step of the way from the ground up. Like everything about it, we're just going like, I don't know, just making sure it's the best it can possibly be. And that it all ties into like one unified vision, one unified platform. And yeah, I, I can't imagine a future where like we sort of like grab other companies and kind of, you know, I don't think that's probably going to happen. I think we're just going to kind of continue to build things from the ground up and we'll release things when we're ready, when we feel like, you know, it's worth releasing. Like if it's, there's no reason to release a product that is worse than what already exists. Yeah. yeah like when you first came out, obviously like for me, I jumped on using it because I had been following you for some time just as like a, a local in the scene and like your work. So I'd been following you anyway. And then I saw that that was happening and I jumped in really early, but it was very like minimum viable product in terms of like the flash of the sure, site yeah, or anything like that. Yeah. But in terms of function, it was there right away. And then like with this other stuff that you added, like these are all the things that you were telling me about forever ago that you mm-hmm. added in and, and give it the flexibility that I think that you wanted to have in it, but it, like taking those steps. And I think we were talking about it on the phone, like the other week where I was saying like on a very, very basic level, like if you're going to be a, a basic out there, you know, <laughs> like just like even it's so silly, but the marketing and like the aspect of that UI, I think in terms of like a top of funnel or people like coming into this or like seeing or dabbling with it through social or however, like say I recommend to a friend, I'm like, yo, give this a chance. That is like, it's still a thing where it's just like now, like it just looks so damn legit, dude. And then people get in, they use the features and things like that. And it's like, it does totally matter out there for just the way that people give something a shot. And now they give it a shot. They get into all this other stuff. They listen. And it's just a different uh, ball game when you hit that stuff, you know? So, well, thanks, dude. I mean, we definitely agree with that. A different business partner of mine, Dave, who runs Room Sound Drums, you know, I, I've been bouncing this off him the entire time that we've been making it. And, you know, he's really honest with me. He was like, man, like it's the best sounding one. But he was like, we kind of felt like he was like, you know, for what it's worth, now it's time to like, dress it up and, and kind of make like, what do you say, put some lipstick on it or something like that. But so, and that's really, we take that to heart. We kind of knew that too. So I think minimum viable products, just like a lot of tech companies, like we started there and then we know like, you know, to gain trust, and I think particularly and especially in like a market segment like that we're in already yeah. is like, it is tricky. And then to earn that trust, like every little thing about it should be, should make you feel like this is legit. So it's like everything from like login tokens to just like how the site feels on mobile and like every little thing really needs to be handled like as well as possible because like, I don't know, man, like this product's released all the time. And I think all of us as consumers, we're probably looking at them and we're going like, okay, like what makes this different? Why is this actually good? You know, like, like, is this actually going to help me? Is, does this actually do what they say it's going to do? Yeah, because it's, yeah. Like, it's hard. I mean, when you're self-promoting, right? It's like, people are like, well, of course you say it's the best, you know? But it's like, nice, thank you for also like thinking it sounds great too, because like, it's great to get the feedback for people who hear our hard work. And then also like, sort of like say the same thing, because it's easier to believe <laughs> the people who <laughs> didn't make it, you know, you don't really have a dog in the fight, you know? <laughs> so it's, that's nice. Thank you. Yeah. You're like, well, of course I think this sounds good because this is literally how I master. And I just found a way for this other thing to master how I would approach it. <laughs> but it's like, obviously the feedback has given you to where it's at now on that. Yeah, totally. So yeah. And that's the other thing too. Feedback has been like incredibly important because our customers, thank God, like, they're not shy. Like our customers absolutely will DM me, email me, whatever. And like feature requests, like, you know, recently we implemented like in the, in January, in the new UI, we implemented um, a feature where we now have like nine different Sonic profiles. Well, that was really born out of a couple like really great engineers and great friends of mine. I would say like, hi, mate from Pierce the Veil hit me up. He was like, I love the product, but like, I wish there was like a darker one because I'm doing mm. this thing right now. And it's like, he's like, I think what you have is great for rock, but like, what if it, we could do like a dark, a darker one? And I just wish I had that flexibility with it. Otherwise, I think it's 10 out of 10. Like, cool. And then completely on the other side, I, we had like Bo from Salesin. You know, he was like, bro, it's dope, but like, I want louder and I want brighter, you know? And I was like, okay, whoa. And so like, what we kind of found is unsurprisingly that there was like a threshold to this, right? Like, like, yeah, like the main one that we made, like the, the first algorithm was me being like, 
this is my ideal, but you know, within that framework, within a certain amount of boundaries, there's like, there's room for a darker master that feels really cool. Or like you're a singer songwriter, right? Like you're not going to want the same type of mastering as like a club banger is going to want. So like, if you want a delicate sort of like keep all the dynamics type master, well, now we can accommodate that too. So from a user standpoint, I mean, we really just like nine X the power of the platform to begin with, without even considering like the dope UI, the mobile functionality, the commenting, the collaboration, like revision tagging, like I could obviously go on and on. But yeah, it's like, it's not a small upgrade. It's I'm, I'm bragging like a new proud father, which I am. It's just, it's awesome. You are. It is. Yeah, it's are. a little yeah. baby. That's a little electronic AI baby out there making decisions like, like a little, little person on it. And then it's like literally these different profiles are giving it the ability to think differently per project, like even more niche down on it. So that's awesome, man. And like, definitely it was cool interviewing. Like, I think I interviewed like right at the start of it. And then now I'm coming back at you, like not that long after those changes on it. And I guess I'd like to know, like, like, cause you just jumped into this. I know you have a partner that has like that keyboard strength, but like the language that I'm hearing from you just in this discussion right now is already, I can tell what might have happened to your brain having this much of a discussion for a year and a half? Like what has been, you know, I know that like in the past, there's been multiple business ventures outside of just the recording, mixing, mastering that you've been a part of for so long. And I've seen that continue to obviously spider web, but what's been it like kind of like this transition of mindset in terms of, I guess, a business owner, but also like getting into this tech where like, I'm sure you're innately a little bit techie by being an engineer in the modern age, but like, this transition of a year and a half going through these changes and developing in that, like, do you want to just talk through that for a sec? I'd love to hear kind of like what your take is from looking back a little bit of beginning to now with these recent upgrades in that land. Sure. To say the least, it's been a huge journey, an awesome journey. You know, a lot of us who are honestly since the pandemic, like we're just before, like teams, like the concept of teams has been like really big. And a lot of us, right, we're like kind of control freaks, right? Especially like, I don't know, probably everybody and everything they do. But for me, I can speak for myself, like as an engineer, it's like, okay, like, sure, someone might edit my drums and sure, like, I don't I might offload this or that. But ultimately, like, I'm picking the mics, I'm placing the mics, I'm tuning the snare. I'm like, the whole orchestration is here, right? And doing this project has been one of the first, and I would say has had the most gravity where like, I cannot do this without my partners. Right. Straight up. <laughs> like, yeah. Like I, it doesn't exist. And <laughs> I remember <laughs> getting on the phone for the first time I, I interviewed like quite a few engineers or coding, like developer, developer engineers, you know what yeah. I mean? And like describing my stuff and, you know, finding that serendipitous fit had, first of all, I'm just so grateful for it. And then, and second of all, it was like, was, was crazy because you're like, Oh, I'll get like a coder. Like, no, dude. Generic, generic white t-shirt, the coder, the coder, the engineer, right? (laughs) It's like... Yeah, so I, you know, I talked to a lot of people, you know, Joe, who we got was like, you know, he was on the phone with me. We don't really know each other. He was just referred to me and he's like, well, your idea, because we had like the engine sort of dialed, it's gotten better since, but like my idea for distributing it, which I was like, that should work. You know what I mean? He was like, that will work for a little while, but here's when it like won't work. And when it won't work, it's going to be like a big problem. And I think we need to build this on blah, 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 blah. And it was kind of like similar, probably is like some, if any experienced engineers, like audio engineers are listening to this, like a band comes to you and they're like, this is our vision. And like, this is like, we want this and we want to do it this way. And like, sort of, it's like, my job is to say like, here's like the vision. And I've got probably like the audio chops. Right. But like another part of my job that I've learning more and more is like, I don't get in their way. Like they know how to do that stuff. They know how to like, it's the same thing. Like, whereas like, I've really felt like the client in such an odd way where like normally just on that side of these screens that are looking at me right now, there's a group of artistic individuals who are looking at me and they have something in their head, right? And they want me to figure out what's in their head and they want it to come out of those speakers, right? And there's like right. a whole skill set that exists there. So this has been me <laughs> being like, I figured something out. I want this to exist, but I want to exist, you know, in the web. Right. And so I was like, Take this I out of my head. What's in my head. Create and I need to be on that screen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, That's so there's wild. a lot of parallels in that way. 
And I don't know, man, I think we did it. I, I set an expectation. I won't say exactly what it was, but like I set an expectation for like, if in a dream world, this could ever look this good and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? I was like, whatever. <laughs> it was just like, probably like if a band comes to me and was like, we would love to sound as good as this record that like you could mix in your sleep and sounds like crap. You know, like it was like the same thing where I was like, I would love it if it was at least like this good. And he was like, uh, yeah, we can definitely do that. And then probably a lot more. <laughs> so it's been good. So it's really just been about like trusting the team. We've brought on like new people in the company recently too. And we had a meeting last night and I think we all walked away from it just feeling like, man, like this is a really sick team. We're all sort of pointed in the same direction here. Everyone's really yeah. passionate about it and everyone does different stuff. And yeah, so that's been the thing for me that has been the most different because we all need each other. And that's really cool it's in a weird way it's a band right like it's like cool i play guitar but like dude you don't want me to sing right and trust me you like don't want me to play drums <laughs> so like i do this part i'm good at this part i'm bad at those parts so i need those parts that's going to be episode like 300 or something and it's going to be jay singing and drumming only and it's going to be exclusive to the waking up from work podcast y'all hear it heard it now <laughs> that will either be your worst or best performing <laughs> podcast for very very different reasons yeah i have not ever heard any inkling i've never heard any sound of you singing but i feel like i've seen very small snippets of you drumming and i feel like you're just fine at drums but you are comparatively next to a lot of ridiculous drummers <laughs> that's just, my vibe check on you just fine at drums is quite charitable so thank you <laughs> i appreciate that <laughs> i i feel like it it's 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 very short clips that you put out there, but I feel like you're, you can make it happen. I think what you mean to say is they're very short curated clips. <laughs> oh, okay. It's actually a three hour playing and you're like, yo, did you catch that? Do you see that thing? Yeah. Yeah. I just sat down. I definitely didn't like stress <laughs> out about the lighting, the camera angle, exactly what beat. This isn't the 50th take. I just like came down and I was like, uh, yeah, drum. what's good. Just, just decided to, to, to lay it out, you know? Yeah, no, that's yeah, wild, man. People. That's yeah. that's cool to have things like come full circle like that, where like you're feeling that vibe again from what you're experiencing on the reflective of like your job on day to day as an engineer and as a creative creating this new thing and working in that dynamic. That's going to be really wild. And then obviously just a total different business type than what you had ever done in the past. And I'm sure that someone like you and me and all the people that run creative businesses, we just tend to like every once in a while, you have these new avenues that just present themselves as like what you kind of need to go after at that time. And it's just awesome to see those cycles of like just a new branch growing off the tree, you know? Well, I appreciate it. I had this thought, I think I was talking to someone about this the other day. It's like most of what I've done has come from, I would say at least a mini amount of arrogance where I look at something and I say like, I go like, ah, I could do that. How hard could that be? You know, like something, something to that effect. Like that's 100% how I got into recording. I was like, oh, I went to a studio. I know computers. I got this, you know, and then little did I know like to this day, like 17 years later, like I'm still learning like every day. And so, I mean, that's yeah. exactly what this project has been for me as well. Where I was like, yeah, you know, you just, uh, and then and then like, I'm just learning about entire, very, very important systems and things. I didn't even know how they existed. Like, there was a point in time where literally like Joe, our, our CTO, I was like, yeah, like can blah, 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 da, da, da. And he just was like, I'm not sure you know how our website works. You know? <laughs> yeah, I feel that, man. Like building my studio out, I'm working with contractors at like a level that I've never worked at. And it's like really, it's not AI. It's not like what you're doing in terms of those complexities in it. But there's like many things where it's like, I didn't know how much money or work a barn would be to turn to a recording studio. And I'm still finding that out very sadly every single day. But it's like the naivety, you need to, you have to like be naive enough to like not know how much shit you literally just signed up for because you just wouldn't do it. Like probably you, you might with that, like, cause that's so like mission driven with what you're saying. Maybe, maybe we would, maybe, but like, if you were to able to equivocally understand in any way how much you signed up for when you get into something, I feel like many times people would straight up just be like, I'm all set. So you like need a little bit of being naive to a new idea to like be dumb enough to try it 
And then like, once you're in it, you need like the audacity to be like, F you, like this is obviously coming to fruition and I'm going to figure this out. And then all of a sudden you're in it. And then it's like, well, I can't just fail. So here we go. And here's the thing, you know? Oh, dude. I mean, a hundred percent, but that's everything I've ever done. I, that dude, that's defeater. That's literally like everything. So I completely resonate with that. Like, I mean, even building this place, what we have in the background here. I had a budget in mind and let's just say we five X the budget. Dude. I certainly dude. This is a fuck. Okay. This is a great story. I'm sorry. Home Depot. This is what happened. So <laughs> I legitimately ran out of like, was building the studio. Cause I was like, okay, I, I feel you. Property. I feel you, dude. Yeah, dude. I, I feel it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I bought the property and then I was like, cool. We're going to do this. I'll do a lot of work. Blah, 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 blah. And like, we'll save money on this. I was just going like idealism, like all the way. And then that ran out quick. And so I just, I didn't know what to do. I was like, honestly, I was, I was going to sell my car. It was, it was like 10 years ago. Right. I was like, okay, well, I blew through all of my money, like buying the house and like trying to build the studio. And like, I just want to be an engineer or whatever. So then I walked into Home Depot, like it's probably going to be my last Home Depot trip. I literally don't know what I'm going to fucking do. And I saw this thing. They had something called like a project loan, right? And it was like, like you can finance uh, for six months at like zero percent for six months. After that, of course, like the interest accrues and it becomes a total nightmare. It's but like right you can there, finance, man. yeah, yeah, for six months, like a much bigger amount than like you could if you wanted to do like a credit card or something like that. So I was like, oh, yeah. cool. All right, well, like I need to finish the studio or my goose is cooked here. So <laughs> I, I asked the lady at customer service and I go how do you sign up for that? And she's like, Oh, you just go over to the pin pad and you click this and you click that. And there's like a whole automated like thing. And dude, we're talking like, it looks like, like game boy, right? It's like not even, it just looks like it's black and white, like rudimentary. There's actually a blastoise on it. You're actually battling right now to get the credit. You're like, (laughs) yeah. And so I was like, okay, well, um, let me see. I don't know, like how much money I can get. So when they asked me how much money I made a year, I put in, $4 $4 million. <laughs> <laughs> because people was like, damn, this yeah, guy yeah. is going to buy just, some framing. <laughs> I, I was like, well, I mean, let's, I, I own my, Home Depot. <laughs> my, my thought here was like, well, like if fucking, if someone's like, oh, sir, like, can you, do you have your tax returns with you? I'd be like, oh, oh shit, I must have accidentally hit too many zeros. Like, uh, right. Four so, million? Oh, I didn't mean yeah. 4 million. I mean, 400. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, big four. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I typed in four million dollars into the little pad at Home Depot, and I won't say the exact amount, but whatever. But then the little automated machine was like, "All right, you've been approved for an exorbitant amount of money." And I go, well, "Fuck yeah, dude! I better spend this today." <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> and so. I was like, wow. hey, a little receipt printed out. And I brought it up to the customer service lady. And I was like, hey, so like, uh, can I like, can I spend this today? She goes, oh yeah, the barcode at the bottom is as good as the card. The card will show up in the mail. And I was like, oh, awesome. God. And dude, I'm just like calling a buddy, getting the van there. We're like loading shit up. <laughs> Somebody rent a U-Haul. We got to get this shit out of here yeah, before exactly. the alarm go off. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Jay Moss, Mr. Four Million a Year is calling buddies to load the van. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. That's amazing. That's, but that that so end of story though, that worked? Did that actually work out? Look around, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Oh absolutely. My <laughs> oh my God, dude. Well, I never knew that story, and I'm so damn happy that you shared that. Well, I mean, yeah, and you have to pay it back, right? So like don't spend more than you need. Like you still want to operate on a budget, but like yes. I need capital. Like I had like, you know, we bought the house. I needed people to fucking show up and record. Right. Yeah, so I was yeah. like, oh, okay. And so I'm booking stuff and everyone's like, can't wait to see you in July. You know, it's May. And I'm like, yeah, a studio doesn't exist. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yep, I'll see you then, bud. <laughs> Dude. So, yeah, that's what I did. Oh my God. I'm so, I'm so happy you shared that. That makes me feel way better about the stuff that I'm doing. Cause it's the same thing where it's like, I guess to make those decisions, you have to, you have to know you already know that there's cash flow and you already know that there's like a, there is a solution, but you're like, there's this weird like valley that you're in whenever you make those like leaps where you're in. I like think of it as like, you're in like no man's land or you're in like death Valley or something. It's like, 
you're there and it's like the only way you get out is you have to go find water dude it's like you have to get out you know that you can get out you have to get out of there and you know what's on the other side and it's like i don't know sometimes I'm, I'm doing the same thing right now with this build where it's like there's little phases where you know that there's cash flow for you to survive and it's like sometimes you get to a spot where you're unanticipated and you're like i'm okay well this is how we get there i'm just gonna like appear there so <laughs> that's awesome well, me, man. you're there now the so let me be the first to recommend the project loan at Home Depot. You go give that a try. <laughs> People listening to this podcast do not go say you make $4 million out there. Or, or Jay's, Jay seems like he's doing some pretty cool shit. So, I mean, I guess do it, but like, don't spend $4 I feel million. Like they, didn't, they didn't give me the amount in like loan or credit that like you would have gotten if you actually made $4 million. But I can tell you this. They gave me a whole lot more than I expected. Yeah. (laughs) Super smart though, man. I mean, the worst case scenario is you get approved and then you still have to be an intelligent human being to not spend the wrong things and get the right output. So that's just part of playing the game, man. That's the punk rock attitude of just like, yo, we got to make this thing happen. This is a way that it could happen. So yeah, I totally, I totally agree. Yeah. It's an amazing story. (laughs) You know what? I paid it off. We're good. So Home Depot, you're out there. Try me. Right. <laughs> You're going to be on like a, a video next week for like their credit cards or something like that. But like, listen, yo, Jay Moss made it happen. So you guys can too. Here's to your home projects. Yeah, exactly. Like Home Depot is going to like heavily modify their project loan, like offering after watching the Waking Up From Work podcast. Right? Record <laughs> <laughs> studios everywhere immediately pop up and it's just yeah. amazing. Like the, the surplus of studios out there immediately. No, for like a, a total different take on that, just to like, there's other stuff that I totally want to hit you on. We're already like halfway through here, but like, I want to just pick that one piece off that was on my mind that I wanted to share on the show. A lot of times I do like solo episodes and it's like conversations that I had offline with people, but they weren't like actually like a guest or the conversation didn't happen on a podcast that I bring onto the podcast as a solo episode for us. Like we just had like a phone conversation because we were catching up like before this and you, we were just obviously talking through the changes in master and your process and everything like that. And for people who might give this thing a try or like have used it or something like that, this is like where this is for me as Dave Swillam, like as the value add for me, I want to talk about like perspective on your work and tools to be able to use to do perspective on your work, whether it's in mastering or anything like that. I love this ability to do like a perspective on my own work quickly. What have you seen? Like, was this part of your like thought process on it? Like from the very start in terms of like, how do I provide perspective? Like past any of the sonic quality, past anything like that. What has been your process of like, how do I create perspective? Is this something that like, obviously it like became part of it or like from the start, you were like, what if me as Jay Moss, I could have a tool that instantly provided perspective or, or, or gave that to both the musician and the engineer. Cause like me from my side, I like mastering myself sometimes, but like, this is a thing that I can get instant feedback. Just the same thing as like a reference track or something like that. How do I make a sound happen that gives me a perspective of like what type of ground I'm standing on after I've been cooking thoughts in years for like hours. What's that been perspective for you? Big questions. It's a great question. Long um, question. Sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Like my last real job, I've said it on so many podcasts, but I was the IT guy for a hot tub company. But the owner of the hot, I promise this is fucking going somewhere. The owner, I, I'm into it immediately. Yeah. The owner of the hot tub company was very rich and he was not even yet 40. And I was like, how the fuck like, do you sell hot tubs? Like, how are you so rich? Like, what's going on? He had a, a building company. He's from Canada. And he's like, I made something that everyone in my industry needs. And I said, oh, and, and that stuck with me, dude. I was 23 at this point or something, right? Mm. 41 now. I was like, really? So I was like, what'd you make? And all he made was little, these little plastic things that you could like make in China for less than a penny, right? And it was like when people were like moving walls around or moving drywall around, it was something like this. Honestly, I don't remember all the details, but I just remember the general concept here was that you could put them on these little plastic pieces and it made it easier for the guys who were trying to get their work done, fucking done, right? And I was like, and that story stuck with me. I'm like, that's how you got rich? And he was like, yes. And I was like, that's fucking crazy. And so (laughs) like, I never realized how much that story would stick with me, but 
this is my industry, right? Like, like being an audio engineer and being a mixing engineer and being a mastering engineer, right? Like this is like how I put on food on the table for my kid. And like when the idea was originally sort of birthed, it was like, well, what can we make that's going to be the plastic wall divider for like that? And I don't actually, I was, I would say that's sort of inside out. I had the idea and then I realized I sort of like recollected back to the story that my old boss told me. And I was like, Oh fuck. Like, is this that? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is this like, is this the thing where it's like, I've been mixing for 10 hours. I'm super fucking burnt out. I've written 50 million vocal harmonies and I've leveled and I've affected and I've automated and I've been creative. And now you want me to like, what, like be some sort of like brilliant sonic, whatever. I was like, what yeah. if there really was a great option where you could say like, here's all of my creativity. I'm either a bedroom producer or I'm a full-time producer or I'm like anything in between, right? Like what if there really was a thing where you could take your creativity and throw it into something that never ever loses its objectivity, right? So mm. you, you go, I'm fried. And the most people that I talk to, and I think one of the huge benefits of the platform is that like, you can just beat it up, man. You just fucking throw shit at it. Right. It's not a person that gets tired. You literally can just sit there and hammer the crap out of it and they don't feel anything. And it doesn't get sad that you still hated 50 takes of it. And it doesn't, it's not like actually needing to go to bed. It just sits there and just takes that shit all night, dude. Yeah, exactly. And so I was like, you know, what if I can take all of my best moments, distill these down to all the things that I've learned for almost 20 years now, and then partner with people that can help me create something that takes all of the experience that I've had being a full-time like audio engineer, professional engineer for so long and turn that into something that people, other people could leverage where it's like, like I will never have, none of us will ever have the same creativity that like anyone else has. Right. But we all sort of want to make a professional product from our creativity. So like, that's what this is that, and, and then, and then as we sort of figured out the sonic aspects, it was like, okay, now what else do people need? Well, like the, our customers deal with people. Those people want a good experience. They need a great mobile experience, right? They need like, they need to be able to collaborate. They need to be able to like very myopically and detailed, like get in there and figure out what's the most efficient way for us to make, like we said earlier in this podcast, right? Thing that's in my head come out of those speakers, right? Yes, and yes. so this is a tool that helps people do exactly that. Because let's be honest, right? Like most people, right? Like even most engineers, I was, I was talking to someone earlier today, another engineer, a great engineer, truthfully. And I was like, what do you think at most of all engineers, right? Like at most, how many of them do you feel like are confident professional mastering engineers. And I was like, on the very high side, 11%, right? Something like that, right? Like I was like, it was like the vast majority of people are artists and creatives, right? But like give them something that they can bang up against where it's the best in the biz and they get a great result. And it educates them about their own mixing as well because they hear it back and they go like, you know what? I had a suspicion that those hi-hats were a little bright. And now that I hear this, God damn it, I was right. You know? Yeah. 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 It's like that feedback loop. Three minutes, right? It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's so valuable where like, say I'm mixing engineer and it's like nighttime and it's like, you, you, you all know like out there, like where you're probably at for like, you mix it weird hours. Like it, it just happens or whatever. Right. Or maybe, you know, I tend to a lot, but I would love to get like a different opinion and I can, I literally hit up people, other engineers and I'm like, yo, how does this mix sound? I'm fried right now. Or like, maybe like I'll whatever. And and then it's like, they might not answer till the next day because they're a normal human being or they're dealing with their own shit that late at night themselves or whatever. And it's like being able to like literally have someone instantly be like, Hey, this is what's going on. Or like, this is what you're doing. Or this is what, and like, I've talked many times on the show because we talk about like all things past, like, all creatives, not just like audio engineering music. I talk to all creatives and entrepreneurs and a very constant thing is like this non-biased feedback loop and finding a way to have that happen. And like most of the people on the show that I interview are pretty awesome in the sense that they don't really take when people like straight hate on them. They don't listen to it. They also don't listen when people just rain like confidence on them and be like, you're the best or whatever. They like don't listen to those. They like stay in the middle but those people are always looking for non-biased feedback loops. And I've like talked in the past about how like I've taken one of my mixes before and I was at like my mechanics and I was like, what do you think of this song? Like just like to try to get that non-bias, it's so 
friggin' important to literally anything that you're doing. And that for me, at least, because every person's different and going to use this tool in a different way. But for me, that was the biggest thing is just having a button to press non-biased feedback. This person doesn't know me. This person has nothing to gain from saying anything yes or no to me. And this is a thing that I have as a wall to bounce. That in any industry or any aspect, that for me is like where I see value for me on that side. Yeah, dude, I hear that a lot from our users. Yeah. I I think... We all stress out. So right now I'm working on a record. I just finished really working on a record for this a great band, Silent Drive. Members of Bane. It's going on Equal Vision Records. And we're using a mastering engineer who's really good. He's done um, Dave McWayne. If you see, I'm sorry, Dave McNair. If you see this, you know, he's done Bob Dylan. He's done Bruce Springsteen. He's done Maroon 5, right? Like we're using like a crazy mastering engineer. Well, let me tell you something, man. Like even if you're in that position where... You are, I would say, probably very literally using the top 0.0000001% of audio professionals that exist on earth at this time, yeah. right? Do you know how we got to the place where we're one revision, no, zero revisions and done, right? Like we got the mastering back from Dave McNair and, and we're all just like, whoa, okay, we're done. Do you know how we refined our process even all the way up until that point? Like, first of all, the masters that we were using master the entire time, right? For, for the entire mixed note process for, for the whole thing. And everyone's jamming it. Everyone's already in love, but we wanted to try to use, he actually reached out. I was really flattered. He was like, I want to do the new sound drive. And I was like, okay, let me tell the guys. Right. And I was like, Bruce fucking Springsteen's master engineer wants to master your record. You're probably You're like, yes. hell yeah. 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 <laughs> and, yeah. Yes. And, uh, yeah. And, and so like, of course they were like, uh, yeah, let's try that out. But you know, like, I was, I hit him up. I was curious, man. I hadn't used him before. And I was like, you know, thanks so much. This sounds really good. And he said to me, thank you. The mixes are incredible. And I had to do very, very little. Do you know what was absolutely fucking instrumental between working on the mixes? It was having exactly what you were talking about is having that like, doesn't give a shit, non-bias, like going to give us the results very near like the results. And I kind of, I don't know. I feel like I, I could be biased here, but I kind of feel like you know, shit, man. Like if we release the silent drive record with the masters that we did with monster, it's still a success, right? Yep. But we get yep. this opportunity to work with, with Dave and like, we're so happy to do that. And that's such an awesome piece of like the legacy. And it's very flattering, but like, you know, I think both would be successful, but I really believe that we wouldn't have had such a smooth, awesome, like transition into just like a one and done situation Dave, if we didn't have this amazing tool to just bang it up against, like over and yeah. over and over, every revision we banged it up against, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think like it was already happening, like just like we were talking about. And I'm going to, people who are listening, I promise I'll swing off this topic soon, but I like breaking this down so analytically like this. No, we're hanging on Monster. This is not an advertisement. I'm just having a wicked fun time breaking this down, like in earnest. <laughs> but like already people hang out where they'll have like an L3 or they'll have like ozone or whatever hanging out in the master bus and they'll flip it on and off is like a switch to like start getting feedback like that. But like, this just seems a little bit more well-rounded with being able to get that feedback in a closer or all the way way really is just something that was already happening. And it's just a way to take it forward like that. So seems like yeah, a natural progression, man. Totally. And I've done it since I've had it. I've also done things where like my, la- my latest releases I did with a specific mastering engineer for the exact reason that you noted i just had someone that had a specific vibe the specific releases that i was doing but then i have other releases where i use monster for my releases because it sounded awesome and i was like i don't need i don't want anything different than this this is this is what hit for what i want so yeah man that perspective is everything so like that is what really lights me up when i was talking on it cool well man yeah we can we can pivot but thank you and your feedback is like totally in line with what our expectations were hoping for so that feels great to hear we're in on time right now. And I just want to make sure that I cover some of the things for that, for this episode wise, from what we've chatted on, dude, I want to talk about the uh, mentorship program. Reason being is because I know that you mentioned something with you, someone drove you to like start doing that. And then now you've been doing that for some time. You've put a lot of engineers through mentoring. You've been engineering for a long time, man. And I think that there's a lot of engineers that I keep up with that keep being awesome. You know, like they keep being someone that I need to like keep up with their mixes and see what they're up to and whatever, but not all of them mentor. In fact, not 
all of really it's something that like is coming around with the times. Like I know that like education is changing a lot with all these resources that I'm so pumped to see out there that I wish I had when I was 16, you know, but what has been your experience? I guess like how did the mentorship program that you offer start? And then like, I guess, what are you finding has like, what have you personally gotten from, from doing this yourself as JMOS? Well, the mentorship program was something that was on my mind for a while. So my first intern who went to Berkeley is dude, Ryan Heenan. Great. Hi, Ryan. If you watch this, he's a really successful dude. He's a great guy. He's a really talented dude too. And he said to me like, dude, like your personality and like your just style, like you would be great for this mentoring. I, he and his wife have been doing mentoring, but they do it with like exercise stuff. And there's a big market there and they've done really well. And at the time I was like exceptionally busy, right? Like just like doing records, like I, we hadn't started monster and sort of mentoring or whatever. I was just like what you would sort of consider like your prototypical like engineer guy, just taking on records, kind of work for hire. Maybe I get some points. Maybe I don't, you know what I mean? Trying to like get better so that we attract better clients. It's like the usual slog. And then the pandemic hit. And when the pandemic hit, all my tracking sessions got rescheduled. And so for that reason, I was like, oh, okay, well, I've sort of run out of excuses at this point. I now have the time required to do this. So it's like, okay, let me see what this looks like. So I just made an Instagram story post. said, would this be of interest to anyone? It's, it's an idea I've been kicking around for a bit. Let me know. And I got five students like off just that one post. And yeah. I was like, wow, okay. And I kind of leveled with them at the time. I was like, hey, you guys are like my first batch. I'm I'm sort of like building the plane as we're flying it here. I need to like, I'm going to help you. But I hadn't yet developed systems, right? Or, or any efficiencies. So what I ended up doing is I ended up licensing an online back end that I rebranded with my colors and my logos. And that really let me like have a home base where I interact with the, the people, the people, the students or whatever, the mentees, like, the people. Fuck, I don't know, dude. The people. <laughs> and they like, so we have like a, we have a, a thing where we can trade like stems and we can trade fucking videos and conversations and all of that stuff. And so, okay, cool. Now we have a home base. And then what I realized was like, okay, so everybody that I interact with, not only is at a different starting point, but they are also sort of after different goals, right? For example, what I usually ask for when we start the mentoring program is I say like, hey, I'm looking for three relatively new-ish mixes of yours, like something that like kind of represents where you're at, right? So I can get an idea of, of sort of like the scope of everything. And then if you wouldn't mind, can you also link me three mixes that like you, you get in the car and you're just like, God damn, like, this record sounds damn. so good. You know what I mean? Like, why is that love... producer alive? I hate them. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. They're they're a nightmare, amazing person. Yeah. So, so I get that. So the you know what people send you is like really different, right? Like you could have someone being like, "Yeah, man, like 1987 thrash metal. That's my shit," right? And like the difference between being like mentoring someone who's like, "I love Minor Threat," and mentoring someone who's like, "The New Architects" is like the best record I've ever heard, right? Such like, a different thing that you like. Oh, completely. That you like, want to be. Right, yeah. So it's like, it's completely different disciplines, right? Like, like you're not going to show Minor Threat Guy anything about drum samples, right? But you're certainly going to show Architects Guy a whole lot about program drums, right? Yeah, and so, yeah. like, it's like, what do you want to do? And like, like, you know, what kind of cake are we making here? So that's been really cool. So we've taken that on. And that old adage of like, uh, what, what is it? It's like, well, I forget, but it's the one where they basically say like, you, you sort of learn by teaching, right? Cause you have to like, mostly I've been in my head solving problems for clients. Right. And I don't really have to articulate like what it is I'm doing. It's happening. Then, right. Right. It's just sort of happening. And then spits like, out. Here's the output. Totally. You're solving problems for other people. It's again, now I have to get what's in my head into their head. And my best vessel is with screen cap videos and bounces and with words, you know what I mean? Like in the right words and like how to convey that stuff. And I don't ever mean to offend, but this is what we need to do. And this is why we're not doing it this way. And this is why we're doing it this way. And even just like saying that stuff out loud, like in having to, because before you tell someone something, like you really have to like confirm, right? Like this is true, right? Like my reputation kind of relies on this. Like what I'm telling this person, I believe to be valid, right? Why yeah. do I? So then you have to self-challenge, right? Like, so like, okay, like why do I believe this is valid? Right. And then, so if that's the case, then you sort of like, you kind of get a second chance there to sort of like reanalyze like your own thought process to begin with. And you have to sort of confirm that before you say it to someone else, or they're just going to be like, this is dumb. So like, (laughs) 
It's like a so filter or something. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to it's, put it through a, a tertiary filtering system of right. You can't thoughts. just be like, oh, like well, when I record blah blah blah, I like this preset. And even if that is the case, you then have to be like, wait, but why? And like, how do I transfer like that? Why do I like that preset to someone else? Which will then educate yourself. It's so yeah, it's been it's damn. been awesome. I feel like <laughs> I'm doing the the best mixes like of my life right now, and I think it has a lot to do with the fact that I've had to like I'm like in court every day, right? Like I have to fucking explain myself to people. <laughs> Jay Moss, <laughs> why is it that you like Oak Sound so right, much? Exactly. Like, like, damn, I, I have to like actually like you put on your like, nice really, suit, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's damn. nuts. Yeah, and so, but like you know, when you're challenging yourself in that same way, it like you accidentally also educate yourself so and then like and then okay so we've taken like a, a couple guys or a bunch of guys actually from part-time to full-time through the mentoring program and that's been like really fucking fulfilling for me right like oh, um, dude brendan uh, that you can give them uh, i think so yeah like uh brendan great engineer i met him because he worked at motu i think most audio engineers know motu he worked at motu and he hit me up and he was like uh yeah okay let's get on the phone we decided we were going to do the mentoring program and it went well i thought whatever but i I didn't realize how well it went until i was in actually in january in miami with my wife and we were just walking down miami beach and i got a text from him and it was like hey man total transparency i was hyper skeptical of this mentoring program but i went full-time this month and i don't think i could have done it without your guidance so i just wanted to say what's up i just want to say thank you yeah i mean dude like i was like i was like showing my wife i was like "Ah," you know it's like it's like because we all have imposter syndrome a little bit where i was like i know how to make my records for sure do i know how to tell other people how to make their records like that's a whole different thing right and so yeah that's that's felt really good you know i've had other students too who've just been like hey man this has been awesome if anyone's ever on the fence just have them hit me up i'll shoot them straight you know what i mean and they don't get anything for that other than that they're just grateful that they did it yeah, man. It's got to be crazy because like, I feel like from an outside view, when you're talking about imposter syndrome or you're talking about like showing results from your work and like just from like your stature and what you just said, it's like when we all get into recording, we probably have imposter syndrome. I mean, imposter syndrome, I think also is like a living, breathing organism. It's just straight up like you just keep adapting and then learning what you don't know. And then like, figuring it out again. But like, I don't know if this is how you felt or not, Jay, but like going into mixing, going into recording, like you were saying like, Hey, I've been in a recording studio. I'm, I'm a musician. Like I can do this. Having that naivety that we talked about to like get into something, then figure it out. Now you're here. There's probably like layers of imposter syndrome, imposter syndrome that you're peeling off initially there. And then it's like, and then you jump right back in again, where it's like, well, I've never mentored people. Well, I've never made an AI system before. Well, I've never done this. And then it's like, you get into layers of it. And then you start getting that validation, like in like business terms, like from the market again, like people coming back at you and being like, yo, the thing that you did mattered. And I'm not saying it because it gives me anything. I'm just saying it because like, this is a thing that's happening. And then it like gets you right back into being like, damn, like my mixes sound good because I've been told they sound good for a while now. And like my mentoring is good because someone's telling me that it's worth it and it has nothing to do with a benefit for them. It's because they felt like hitting me up. And that's, it's cool to, to watch like that over time, like the different movements and then still reflect that where you're going to have imposter syndrome, but you're going to find ways that you get validation that shows you like yay or nay on this thing. Yeah. I think, I think you hit the nail on the head with all that. So great. I think you're right. When, I think whenever we do anything that's new, okay, I should say it in this way, new in the sense that like we are ideally trying to enrich and enhance the values, the value for other people. Like we want to, we want to help other people get somewhere better than where they're at and ideally as conveniently and scalability i don't know is possible but like so like yeah man like it's terrifying i mean like we can all like speak freely here like ai mastering has a bad rap mostly right like it's like you know like sonically speaking it does not have a good rap at all and i think i think i feel very comfortable (laughs) addressing that and someone's got to change it you know Hopefully, like someone's fucking man, someone's gonna change it, right? So, like, if you think you have a shot and you're being honest, like, why not me? Or like education, right? Like, I think education is actually starting traditional education for like specific skill sets is also sort of getting like a bad rap a little bit, and I think that's actually pretty warranted. Like, 
you know, why would you spend $150,000 to like not necessarily have a job in an industry that kind of like everyone that you look up to is self-made anyway, right? I'm loving like, it, man. I'm loving yeah, it. Dude, I, I am it. that person. I, I got an audio degree and I don't regret it because it made me a better musician because I straight up rejected like melody and harmony and all sorts of shit when I grew up as a percussionist, like a dickhead and didn't do it. And it made me such a substantially better musician that that ass kicking I might not have done. However, it did not make me a better audio engineer. I went to studios that I interned at and I did audio to make me good at that. And I am loving the disintegration of the education program in terms of those, at least the things that make sense for that. Not going into that as like a crazy topic, but just like reinforcing you, man. Like I, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I think niche down for education to the things yeah. that get you to where you want to be at. And however you get there, that's the coolest shit, man. I love it. I'm so, so grateful to see that happening right now for future me. If I have a kid, you know, yeah, totally. That's awesome. Me too. And I think it's all cost benefit, right? Like, like every kind of like we all view everything as cost benefit, right? It's like, whether you think you're going to heaven or not, right. We <laughs> at least know pretty for sure that like we are here for X amount of time, right? What are our expectations and what are our desires? Hopefully those are all healthy. So let's both start there, right? But like, what do we want to see out of this existence? And like, if we can increase the quality of life through, if it's technology or, or whatever it was, I think currently it's often technology, but through things that offer a higher cost benefit, like let's do that, man. Like, like, you know, just because the system is old and has worked in the past, like let's give it credit where credit's due, but that totally all systems in time become refined. And there are disruptive moments that are usually brought into society by technology. I mean, even if you want to make it just like fucking stone age, bronze age, you know, like that type of shit, right? Like people fucking figure something out and then everything gets shook the fuck up. And then we like enter like a new sort of stasis period where we sort of <laughs> do things that way until like another major technological something or other occurs. And then that's the next one. Right. But like right. right now we're like right now we're in the beginning. I think for in our lifetimes, we're going to see we are in the infancy, like my kid and your potential future kid or whatever. We're in the infancy of like the concept of even like trust in AI. Like right now, the concept of like, what do you mean fucking self-driving cars? Like, but like what's crazy. This is the thing that I think about all the time. It makes me giggle is that like people will be like, like, what do you mean a car can drive me to the store? But they're starting to get like more like, okay, maybe a car could drive me to the store. Wow, that, that parked alarmingly well and it did it in a very busy area. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> but then the same people who will like, like turn on autopilot in their Tesla would be like AI mastering. There's no way, you know, <laughs> like, as they're just being driven by a robot. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude, I, I always make fun of like, I'm literally getting like my tattoo sleeve is about like invention, about like flying machines through human history, like crawling up it. And like the right wing brothers, like they're, they, they literally had like newspapers being printed, being look at these people thinking that humans can fly. Look at these stupid dickheads. And then like you literally see something happen and it's like we just do it over and over and over again. That's what I was telling you like earlier today. I've been getting wicked into like history books because I just want I'm just trying to like figure out like what have people done? And then like, what were the stages of like the things happening and then like changing and disrupting? And it's so funny how like we literally have done this for our entire existence as humans, where we just go into a way of like, this is the only way that this thing could happen. And it's the best way. And then someone invents one thing immediately by accident in a garage or in their bedroom. And then they're like, check out this thing. And then you're like, this is the best thing. And you're like, I don't want this other thing anymore because this is the best thing. And then it happens. It's hilarious, man. It's such a journey. And that's why like whenever people tell me an idea, I'm never like, I can always be like, I'm not seeing it, but like, I'm never straight up just like, yeah, it's bullshit. That's never going to happen because you just watch stuff happen. You're like, all right, well now we, now we don't drive. Okay, cool. All right. Well now we don't drive and now we fly everywhere. And now we yeah. do this thing because I mean, we're people and we create crazy, crazy shit. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, honestly, Wild. You, have go, you have to go back. What? 100 years, one, just one single set of 100 years and everything that like, this whole fucking thing that we're doing right now, that's magic. That's just magic. Like there's no possible way that we could be doing this podcast without just magic. This is the devil's work, right? 
And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's just how things go. You know, pe- there's a lot of fear with new people. Don't really love new. They like what they know, and then you're like, now this, and they're like, ah, kind of. You know, at some point, in most people at a certain age, they fucking check out. Like, dude, my grandma is my favorite person. Gigi Ma, dude, she's the best. Like, there's no person on earth that I love more than her, and she simultaneously could not be fucked with anything that's happened after like 19 fucking 80 something. I think I'll do the same thing, man. I do too. I think I'm going to disappear into a mountain somewhere and have like a beard down to here and like a, like a deer skin or something and just disappear into the wilderness because I'll be living in like tech and crazy business ventures and shit through my life that eventually I'll just disappear into, into nowhere. I totally, yeah, totally like that. you like accidentally run into somebody who's like who got married on VR, but like they've actually never met the person <laughs> in real life. You know what yeah. I mean? You like that seems very stupid to me, but I'm just going to go back in my cave. And all right, I'll, cool. I'm going to go boil yeah. water. All right, awesome. That's all you. Cool, I love it. Yeah, yeah we're good. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. There's at least a three thousand islands off of Maine here that I can explore. I'll be left alone on one of them somewhere you're going to leave me to like hunt penguins or something (laughs) very likely well as much as i want to wax on about the possibilities of the future forever we should probably wrap this just because i gotta go read a book and be a good dad and shit so yes i don't need to do that but i need to be a human being because this is still part of my day that's been going from six so yeah man i usually this is what i'm not getting a formula for yet when i have guests that repeat is I usually ask the same six questions at the end and I've already asked them to you and I haven't come up with like my repeat questions yet. So I guess like the normal one that I ask is like, why do you wake up and do what you do every day instead of any other thing that you could possibly do? And you totally hit me with your optimistic nihilism vibe, which I'm completely on board with. And if if people haven't watched that, I'll include it in this one too. But like it, we vibe with it. But I guess like over the year and a half, instead of hitting you with the same questions, like what things have changed in your life and perspective as an engineer, as a business owner, as a father and husband and person, what are some things that have happened in the year and a half that might be great to like reflect on for the show in terms of changes? Yeah. Just be honest and try to not be prideful. And there'll be times of tension and that's okay. But like, just be good to the people you care about and trust in your teams. The whole goddamn thing is just a ride anyway. And if we're measuring, I think if we're measuring gratitude and success and happiness too far outside of community and things that like feel like really immediate, like immediate community and stuff, like I think that we'll kind of always forever be chasing something not overly obtainable. We could go on and wax on about how like technology and especially social technology sort of maybe exacerbates some of the darker sides of that. But yeah, man, like not to retread on optimistic nihilism, but it's just really fucking cool. We're here. So be grateful for the cool shit we get to do. Cause one day, not to make it, it's a very dark ending that I'm doing right now, but I don't, like, I don't you know, dude. like it, it is, yeah. it is such a positive one for me. Totally. Like, how could you grade anything else like past time? And like, you know what else? Like, and I'm going to let you go too, man. But like, I've been reading Almanac of Naval, like as a recommendation from Tom Dupree, a few episodes back, shout out Tom, but that like furthered that thing that you showed me from that video, which I, which I vibe with. And it's like, also like humans haven't existed for that long and humans will one day like not exist. It's like inevitable. There's no, there's no possible fucking way that we just exist forever and nothing else has. And so it's like, even with legacy, it's just like that, that, that hit me in a different way for the legacy portion where like people think about children or they think about like whether they leave as an art or a craft or whatever. It's like all that legacy still, maybe it'll hang out with humans for a long time, but that's going to go away too, because everything's going to just be a different thing. Like it's just too much time and too much space. So it's like, live what you have, be fucking amazing at it, do the best thing that you can for all the people around. And then like, at the end of the day, like we exist in the present, we exist for the journey. And like, that's all you can possibly do is be the best at that. And if, if, if it's being wasted then that totally sucks. So yeah. And, and, feel you. and to take that and put just a, a last positive spin on it too, like even in the eventual future that ideally is a bit distant where like humankind is no longer like recognizable as, as what we see it as today. We are a part of that evolution, right? Like we are like, whether or not like legacy wise, like being remembered, good fucking luck. Like I could ask anyone on the street right now. I'd be like, 
17th president. Who was he? No one knows. Right. <laughs> he was fucking, by the way, president. You know, so it's like no one, <laughs> like no one fucking knows. Right. So that just yeah. proves that legacy is bullshit. But what's not bullshit is that we are, and I think exponentially so, informing each other through the powers of technology, creating better art, like connecting more than ever. And that stuff does drive biological evolution that will contribute to whatever is to come down the road. We are a piece of that DNA for sure. And that gives me... I don't know. A little tickle. I like that. That feels good. <laughs> I'm down with it, man. All right, man. I will let you go. Dude, thank you for coming back on the show and contributing to another crazy conversation. We always like go way out and I appreciate that about you. So I'll let you sure. go, man. Likewise, but man. I appreciate right. you for being back on and chatting on all the different stuff that you're up to and, and, and things to think about for creatives out there. Cool. Well, thanks so much for having me and I'm sure we'll catch up again soon and enjoy the rest of your evening. Yeah, man. I'll hit you soon. Okay, cool. See you, dude. Cool. Later. Later.